It's 10 to 8. That's the choice. And he scored a perfect shot. Driver Glamini in Orange Farm asking for the Vusi Matlasela version of Weeping. And of course, originally done by Bright Blue. Probably uh, one of the most played South African songs uh, in its various formats. It's 10 to 8. You are with SAFM 104 to 107. Absolute delight to have our next guest in the studio. We've interviewed her many a time. And now she's turning 25. Well, she's not actually turning 25, but her organization that she founded, the Busk Aid Soweto String Ensemble, is turning 25. And in the studio is the founder, Rosemary Norton. Rosemary, it's a delight to speak to you. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much, Michelle. I wish <clears throat> I were turning 25. I wish uh, we were all turning <laughs> 25, but we can only dream. <laughs> <laughs> Rosemary, 25 years of the Basque Aid Soweto String Ensemble. That's um, a quarter of a century and an extraordinary thing. Tell us a little bit about um, the foundation of the organization. Well, it started as an accident. Um, Just happened to be in my flat in London, 1992, which is 30 years ago. Heard something on the radio just by chance about a string project in Soweto, um, pricked up my ears because I'm a musician, and uh, came out here. Well, I did a fundraiser in London, which is why it's called Buscade. It's mm. stuck. It's a funny name, but it's stuck. Um, came out here in 92, which was a pretty sort of volatile time to be mm. here. Visited the project, was enthralled and enchanted by these young kids. It was um, Deep Kloof next to the Mandela Squatter Camp, so it was volatile, actually, and uh, came back in 93, couldn't go into Soweto because Chris Harney had just been murdered, that sort of thing. Um, And then it got in... The project was in a little bit of trouble, not being very well run, so eventually I came back in 1997 for a year, um, and that's 25 years ago, and I sort of forgot to go back to London somehow, <laughs> somewhere <laughs> along the line. But um, it was never a, a sort of conscious decision that I would stay here, um, and for many years I commuted because I'm, I was um, a very busy professional musician. Mm. And I think what's important to to state from the beginning is that I didn't come out here with a sort of waving a a missionary flag. Um, these children begged me to come out. They begged me to stay. Um, they were already immersed in classical music. They loved it. And what's interesting is that the children who come now, 25 years later, want to play classical so music. So it's, it's called the Buscade Soweto String Ensemble. Yeah. And if we go uh, and understand, what what is it that happens there? Well, um, when I first started in 1997, I was in one tiny little room, <clears throat> um, attached to a priest's house, and at that stage, it, that was sort of pretty untenable. So searched around, find, found uh, another um, area very nearby in the grounds of a church, and we built a music school. So what mm. it is, is a music school that was built to accommodate 35 students and two teachers, and... Um, 
And the other teacher is my wonderful, wonderful friend, colleague, uh, I don't know what else I call her, troubleshooter, um, companion, Sonia Bass. So the two of us were, by 1999, teaching together in this newly built music school. And we realized that it was very difficult to persuade people, which I totally understand, to come down into Soweto because, um, you know, and there are still, uh, uh, people still feel that it's dangerous to come into Soweto. So we trained, we started to train our um, older students in becoming teachers. So now what we are is about 120 children in the same space and 12 teachers. Um, So we, we train these teachers, they're paid, they have jobs. We take them out <laughs> pre-COVID. We were doing lots and lots of performances. Mm. They are paid to play, the older ones. So it's actually um, job creation, professional ensemble, teachers who are highly skilled, really highly skilled. They could teach anywhere in the world, actually. Um, and it's a very thriving little community. You know, what's... Um What's, what's interesting, I I've, I've have had the opportunity to go to the school and see the kids playing. And one of the things that really, really struck me was this idea that um, there are kids that are literally toddlers, yes. uh, four, five, even like six, learning to play the violin. And then, of course, there are the um, much older, the teens and that. My question, I suppose, is you've seen a lot of students come out of the the Basquiat ensemble yeah and they're traveling all over the world talk yes. to us about some of what some of them are doing now well i suppose um well i know that the 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 finest example is samson diamond who was my very very first star and i samson had a, a few lessons at the deep Kloof hall which is mm. where i originally um started to to help um but he was he was clearly the the most talented he was the youngest actually he was 11 i think at the time um and by the time samson was 17 we took him over to the royal northern college of music because he wanted to go on studying he spent four years there getting uh, an honors in his bachelor's degree he then did a masters he played with a few uh, very high profile british orchestras he came back here and he now holds a very fine position at the University of Bloemfontein. He leads the quartet there. Um, he's a lecturer there. He actually travels all over the world still. Um, and, you know, Samson sort of started uh, at Buscade um, in very humble circumstances at home. So others uh, are freelancing um, around Johannesburg we have one in Cape Town but not everybody obviously who comes to Buscade becomes a professional musician what we notice is that even those who don't play anymore have been deeply affected by their exposure to the discipline which we impose at the music Mm. school and to the contact with classical music yeah. Or with music. I mean, it's not only classical. We, we, we've sort of branched out. There's Afro-pop, Quella, um, mm. classic pop. We, we do all these things, which has been a big education for me, I have to say. 
actually, uh, Rosemary, we, we're going to run out of time, so I'm going to like close off uh, before we put out the dates of where they're going to be performing. But I mean, what you're saying now is absolutely critical, is that we don't teach children the arts in order to um, have them all become musicians. We teach them the arts in order to teach them discipline, to teach them imagination, but also so that they become audiences so that we can grow the art. Absolutely. Do you see your students uh, going and attending other events and that kind of thing? They're, they have a great curiosity. I mean, what's very interesting is that one of my wonderful teachers, and she's a fantastic performer, has founded something herself called Kia Classics. Mm. Um, and she goes out and gets wonderful African designs, and she covered all our violin cases. She, she's, you know, she, she's a, a fashion guru, really. Um, so they are interested in, in other um, forms of the arts. But what I find really so difficult is that these things are not taught in these schools. In, in local schools and these kids are so creative. They are creatives and they need an outlet um, and we should recognise that in this country. And we should pay tribute to them as well. Buscade turning 25 years. They're going to be performing on the 17th of July at the Linda Auditorium to make a celebration of a quarter of a century. Glorious music, glorious youngsters, and really a way to just remind ourselves once again of who we are as South Africans. Eight o'clock, time for the news. Good morning.